0: Do you need some help? You know when someone asks you that question, what is your natural reaction? I, I think our natural response might be a bit defensive. "No, I've got it. I'm fine, whether we really are or not. And why is that? There is a little part of us that doesn't want to admit that we need help. But today on Word of Daily, we're going to see that a good leader, even a leader as great as Moses is only as good as the people he surrounds himself with to help him. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and we don't like asking for directions. We don't need advice with our parenting. We don't need help preparing that holiday meal. We'd like to think we can handle it ourselves, that we'll figure it out. But sometimes there comes a point where you finally realize you're completely overwhelmed. And it's no longer a question, do you need help? But it is a declaration. You need help, right? Moses found himself at that point. Moses, one of, if not the greatest leader of the nation of Israel, had his father-in-law Jethro come to him and say, Moses, you need help. You need support. You can't do this alone. God had tasked Moses with a job beyond his capacity to do alone. And God does the same thing today. You know, read the Great Commission. That's your mission. And if it if that doesn't feel like it is something that you're in over your head, that's too much on your shoulders to go into all the world and share the gospel, then you haven't fully grasped the work that God has put on your plate. You know, to Moses, Jethro comes to say, Moses, you need some help. And Jethro was absolutely correct. Moses had to be exhausted. Over the past year, Moses had returned to Egypt. He'd seen the 10 plagues, the Red Sea split. And then those same people who were delivered under his authority spent the rest of the time relentlessly complaining to Moses. You know, this guy, he's been through a lot. And most recently, the Israelites had found themselves under attack by a people called the Amalekites. And, and it, it must have been amazing to be there in Moses' shoes, watching all of this, leading God's people. But it also had to be exhausting. And, and Moses' his father-in-law could see that Moses was was just overwhelmed. He needed help. And right in a row we see three groups that Moses needed to rely on. And they're the same three groups every good leader has around them today. They are arm holders, advice givers, and delegate leaders. First up in Exodus 17, eight, we see some arm holders. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites. And Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill where the staff of God in my hands. And so Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. And when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame The Amalekite army with the sword. So, this is the first kind of helper that every leader needs. You need people around you who are willing to hold up your arms when you're doing what God has called you to do, whether that's in the church, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's in your family. Some duties, some jobs are just too hard to do alone, and you need someone helping you do the work. But notice, this wasn't enough for Moses. Jethro still comes after this and finds Moses overwhelmed. So, while arm holders, they, they might help you win the battle, you'll need more than just helpers like Aaron and her to, to win the war. So, next up, every good leader needs some Jethros too, advice givers. Now, Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses and Jethro comes to him praises God for rescuing Moses and the Israelites, and then watches Moses work. Exodus 18, 13 says, The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, well, because the people come to me to seek God's will, where uh, whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. So, you know, picture what, what's happening here in verse thirteen. There were people waiting for Moses, and it, they were there all day. Yeah, you know, there is no prioritizing. Moses didn't seem to have any problem with this, and maybe he felt comfortable being the only real leader at this point, or maybe he just felt like he was too busy to figure anything else out to delegate. And that happens to us too, right? Even if if Moses didn't see the problem, Jethro saw the problem. It's good to have a partner who can observe our lives and confidently tell us if we have problems. You know, Jethro, he saw Moses' problems. Moses' father-in-law replied, "What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I'll give you some advice. And may God be with you." Now stop there. Don't don't read the advice just yet. Before we get to what Jethro actually tells Moses to do, Jethro comes in, and as an outside observer and experienced the some kind of priest himself. He sees what Moses is doing and he realizes very quickly that if Moses keeps going this route, he's going to burn out. So Jethro gives Moses some advice and verse 24 says that Moses listened to his father-in-law and he did everything he said. Yet remember, we're talking about a nation here that's in the millions, millions of people who Moses was leading, and Jethro looked at Moses and said, what you're doing's not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work's too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone in verse 18. In other words, Moses, you need help. And you notice Moses' reaction here. Moses does not say to Jethro, you know, who do you think you are? I'm not, do you think I'm not doing a, a good job? There, There's none of that here. In what Moses says, he, he doesn't uh, retaliate or, or react. Moses responds with wisdom and insight and experience, and he respects that in his father-in-law. He humbly listens to Jethro's solution. Yeah, every good leader should surround themselves with people like that. Not just yes-men, but friends who will give honest advice, like Jethro did for Moses. But there's a final verse the delegate leaders in this passage as well. We find Jethro's specific advice to Moses in verse 19. He says, you must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest game, And appoint them as officials over thousands hundreds fifties and tens have them serve as judges for the people at all times but have them bring every difficult case to you the simple cases they can decide themselves that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you if you do this and god so command you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied so moses listened to his father-in-law, and he did everything he said. He chose capable men from all of Israel, and he made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, and they served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves there in Exodus chapter 18. Now, I am convinced this is the hardest group for a lot of leaders. A lot of leaders are very comfortable finding people who will hold up their arms so they can work harder and longer. A lot of leaders are very comfortable accepting advice even. Maybe some leaders need to be more careful of what advice they listen to, but I think most leaders, good leaders that have any level of success thrive on constructive criticism. But arm holders and advice givers are enough. If you want to live up to the potential God has given you, you need this last group. And it doesn't come easily for a lot of us. This last group doesn't help the leader do his work better. It takes the work away from him. Delegate leaders strip authority away from you. And sure, Moses was always going to be the head of this judicial system. But if you're not in the room, when the judgments are made, that's ceding a lot of control. And a lot of leaders just aren't comfortable with that. And it's almost like Jethro senses what Moses' objections are going to be. Even though Moses is very good here about taking advice, he has to be thinking on some level, listen, Jethro, I have important work. It's God's work. He Not just anyone can do this, right? How can I trust these grumbling, unruly Israelites to lead themselves? And so, Before Moses is even able to voice these objections, Jethro gives him some instructions. He looks at the qualifications for Moses to find these leaders. He says, find men who fear God. That relationship with God through faith was absolutely critical if these people were going to faithfully lead God's people. And the same is true today. Those who are going to be serving God's people, providing godly leadership and guidance, need to have an active and growing relationship with their Savior. How does that happen? God tells us. Forty years after this account, in Exodus 18, Moses would remind the people just before his death about the importance of God's work recorded in the Bible. He would say to them, they are not just idle words for you, they are your life, in Deuteronomy 32, 47. One of Jesus' disciples, Peter, would echo that thought when he said to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. John six sixty eight. Yeah, How can a person provide godly leadership if they are not regularly being led by Christ in the word? So Jethro, he's not telling Moses just trust anyone, but he does ask him to focus on building up and training godly leaders who can do more than just hold his arms up. They can hold up their arms themselves because they're growing with God. We need that today too. We need to believe that God has given each and every one of us a purpose too great to achieve alone. We need help, and we need to surround ourselves with people who will help us do the work, give us advice on our work, and share our work too. Take some of it off our plate so we can focus on what we can handle. That was Jethro's advice for Moses, and it is still good advice for us today. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and wanna make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.